This episode of the Namaste podcast is brought to you by the Audible app. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash namaste to redeem your free audiobook with the 30-day trial. Audible is one of my favorite apps. I have been a subscriber since I feel like 2013. It's been a long time. Listened to hundreds of audiobooks and that's not even exaggeration. I love me some audiobooks. So if that interests you at all, if you like being read to, I personally love being read to, <laughs> then head on over to audibletrial.com slash namaste and you can redeem your free audiobook with the 30-day trial. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul, discovering connections between spirituality, mindset, and wealth. Today on the show, I have a very special guest. Her name is Nizreen Mama Foda. She is a hypnotist as well as a Reiki practitioner and an all-around pretty cool human so far, so far I've discovered. And she hosts Reiki classes in her house. She's, I mean, pretty much just a, I would say a spiritual teacher all around. So I'm very excited to have her here. As you guys know, I've never had a hypnotist on the show before. So, so many questions coming to mind already. So Nizreen, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Melissa, for inviting me. It's, it's an honor to be here. Oh, that's so nice of you. Well, welcome, welcome. So I want to start off with just getting you to introduce yourself. Just tell us a little bit of your your story thus far. Are you sure? It's pretty long. <laughs> <We'd like laughs> no, to I'll make it short. Don't worry. <laughs> um, well, I started off as a young girl wanting to become a psychologist. Ah. But life happened and I moved a few countries before landing up here. And because of that, I could not do psychology. I actually went into computers and became a computer programmer. But then now I'm dating those was DOS based years. So <laughs> then eventually, when I had kids, I realized that um, I really don't want to do those hours. Mm. So I stopped doing that. But I used to be programming for accounting packages. So I just wanted a mundane nine to five admin job. So I don't have to worry about anything else. But since I had that background of doing accounting kind of stuff, uh, packages when I'm programming, I always landed up in accounting, but no accounting formal education. So anyways, I was working in accounting and then I decided I have no education on that. So let's credit myself, learn about it, you know, do some bookkeeping courses. But every time I did that, there would be an ad of hypnosis coming up. Wow. And I would go like, hey, I know Google does that. If you're interested in something that keeps putting those ads. But Google, when I was interested in hypnosis, psychology and all, Google didn't exist. And neither did forget Google DOS did. I mean, like Windows didn't exist. So they couldn't possibly know it. Right. And I've never searched those things. So I said, okay, this must be a sign. I'm kind of a spiritual by nature. So I said, okay, God, if that's a sign, let it come 10 times within a very narrow time period. 
and within that time period i actually did get the message 10 times so i said okay then i'll look into it and when i looked into it i said like who the heck wants to do bookkeeping i want to do hypnosis <laughs> you know because that was a tool i had learned we could use in psychology i had my bachelor's in it so i said okay i have a foundation let me do this so i can go back to the my original passion mm. i did that and now that's history wow very cool yeah. i love that man when spirit gives you signs it's the most beautiful experience I know. Think? it gives you goosebumps right uh, i've had yeah. that in my past i'm trying to think but I've, I've had many experiences like that where i've asked for a sign and i've gotten it and it's just it's just the best feeling ever and it just makes you want to continue to talk to spirit as much as you can just so you can continue True. but here i didn't even ask for sign it was kind of like bombarded to me wow because so, i was looking for bookkeeping courses not for hypnosis courses right so i wasn't even typing anything related to hypnosis well talk so, about your your guardian angels wanting you to pivot yeah like hey you direction. don't have to be there you got to be here so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, and that, that kind of you know led me on my spiritual journey more i started doing more of meditation because it's kind of related in the visualization techniques and stuff and i started running meditation in the company where i was working and i started running and all the comments like it was a big company so the uh, hr department asked me to do um once a week meditations for the whole company. So we started having that in the auditorium. And after that, it's just grew and grew. And I just wanted to, um, then I learned about Reiki. So I wanted to learn that. I liked it so much. It changed my life so much that I went on studying Reiki and practicing it and became a Reiki master. Now I teach Reiki and it is like, um, it's my passion to see at least a Reiki practitioner in every household so that they can, each one can do what for their own family and friends, right? Because they can't always go to a practitioner. And with that in mind, I decided I need more teachers because wow. I can't achieve that dream alone. So I started master level classes as well. And now more teachers are doing, I'm equipping more of them to do what I'm doing. So we can tap the whole world. Wow. I love that. That's a beautiful goal. That's so lovely. Yeah. And, and you're talking to another Reiki practitioner. So I think maybe, you know, you're starting to see your goal, like realize. Oh, yes. So well, I meet a Reiki practitioner and I tell them, why are you stopping? Go become a master teacher and go teach this stuff. For sure. For sure. You know, it's interesting that you're saying that because I got my Reiki master in uh, December last year, and uh -huh. I have been thinking about whether I should teach it or not. So maybe this is a little sign that I should start as well. Maybe. Yeah, I have like it doesn't I'm, I'm the kind of person who doesn't need to have um, like them come to me to learn. But I have friends who are starting to teach now who are Reiki masters who weren't teaching before. And they're going like, how do I even start? And I walk them through and I say like, okay, this is how you do it. This is what you should do. And then, you know, cause I need to achieve my dream and I can't do it alone. I need more people doing the same thing. So together we can achieve the dream. Oh, I love that. I love, I, yeah, that's wonderful. Cause a lot of people would see other masters teaching as competition. And I love that you don't, and that it, that no, really shows I, I, that you can't yeah, believe in purpose. collaboration. 
Oh, I, I love think we that. can all do together much more than what a person can do alone. I absolutely agree with that. That's wonderful. Okay, well, let's talk about hypnosis a little bit sure. more. For everyone listening, could you maybe just give us a brief definition of what it is in case there's someone that that's listening that doesn't know much about hypnosis and maybe some pros and cons of why you would want to um, do it? Sure. Well, for starters, we do uh, hypnosis as helping people achieve go, you know, um, kind of uh, be able to um, get rid of the limiting beliefs that is making them, you know, stop and just overcome them in a more easier fashion. And the hypnosis we use is not the Hollywood hypnosis. And in fact, the Hollywood hypnosis is what scares people. We are always in control. It's basically hypnosis is focused attention. Hmm. So instead of uh, being attentive to all the stimuli around you, you are focused on one particular thing that is the hypnotist's voice and the directions that the hypnotist gives you. So you disregard other stuff and that is why it works so well. And through hypnosis, what we do is we have our client in a trance state. So when basically in a trance, they're so relaxed that they don't bother about anything else. Your conscious mind is so relaxed that we are able to communicate with your subconscious. Right. And I don't know if you're aware, but 90% of what we do in our lives comes from the subconscious, not from the conscious. Only 10% is from the conscious. So when you are struggling with something, habits or anything like that, overcoming belief systems and all, guess who's going to win? Obviously the subconscious because that's 90%. So it's much stronger, right? Mm -hmm. So consciously, like for instance, quit quitting smoking, right? Consciously, you know, it's bad. You want to quit, but you're always doing self-sabotage and going back to smoking because for some reason, your subconscious thinks you should continue. There yes. can be a lot of reasons but you need through hypnosis we tap into the subconscious and change the programming there no wonder it's kind of related to my computers right instead of programming the computer now i program the mind mm -hmm. so i program the mind to overcome those limiting beliefs it could be that during younger age uh, you just wanted to fit in a group of people and not be left out. So you started smoking and now the subconscious thinks that to be able to fit in and be wanted, you have to smoke. So it won't let you quit. So once you change that programming, it's easy peasy for you to quit because you're, there's no self-sabotage happening then. Hmm. But that's just one example. There can be a lot of different things affecting the same issue. So it may be just one can be fitting in, but there may be a few others that affect it. So we go through and figure out all the issues that are affecting it and one by one resolve each one. Wow. So interesting. I, I always say if you're getting triggered by something that is a subconscious belief that you might be unaware of or that might be just standing in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love talking about this stuff. This is so intriguing. So many questions. Okay. So, wow. So you could be, um, so you could be like addicted to something and that would be a subconscious belief. Like they're, they're all tied together and they're like, sorry, I'm trying to 
pair all my thoughts together because it's a it's a little confusing, but it's also it's very interesting. Um, so someone that is smoking cigarettes that mm-hmm. could be tied to, as you said, them being bullied in elementary school and and them not feeling that they fit in. And so they went and chose that cigarette because they wanted to fit in. So they associated smoking with fitting in. And so then you would help them work through figuring that out and then releasing that and realizing right. you don't need to smoke to fit in. And yeah. okay, cool. Super yeah. interesting. And how long does that process usually take? Um, as I said, it depends on the number of things that are affecting it. One okay. of them could be fitting in. The other could be confidence because now they're fitting in that gave them confidence. So now if they stop smoking, they feel they won't have confidence because the subconscious puts it all in a very warped up way, right? Mm. So it says, oh, if you stop smoking, you won't have confidence. So you can't quit. You've got to keep smoking, right? right? So now we have to change that programming. It could also be that there somebody he, uh, he or she looks up to in the family or anywhere smokes. And that's become a belief system that, oh, that person is successful and that person is smoking. So I should be doing too, then I'll be successful. So that programming has to be changed. So there's so many of them that may be affecting it. So Mm -hmm. we need to drill down. And sometimes the client themselves do not know some of them. So when we fix few of them, then you figure out there is more. Right. So then you go back in and, you know, do so I would say minimum for any issue, three sessions are a must that we time it out, but some may require six. So we, we don't know as we work through, we figure out how much do they require. Three to six is what for smoking and weight reduction is usually between three to six. Oh, weight reduction. That's interesting because one of my questions was, do people come for you, come to you for like food addictions? To, oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because I, I recognized recently that I associate uh, eating candy with fun. And I, rec- I realized that I don't feel like I can have fun unless I have some kind of sugar around me. And that's, I mean, marketing, sugar companies are great yeah. at marketing. <laughs> Yeah, but I realized that recently, and so that made me think. I wonder, do you have a lot of people that come to you for food addiction? So that's oh yes, yeah, binge eating and all that. You know, sometimes yeah. people when they're stressed out, what they do is eat. Yeah, that's me. Right. So <laughs> we try to change that programming. Sometimes mm. it is just certain foods that they just love and they just can't seem to stop. So we change those programming, and we sometimes have to work in a drastic way where we make we program their mind that when they eat that the taste changes in their mind and they instead of liking it it tastes like something that they dislike so now they don't feel like having that anymore so that changes the way they look if this if they really want to stop having that totally but there are people who don't want to stop it. They just want to reduce it. So we work with that for reducing it too. So it just depends from person to person. What is their goal? Hmm, that is really cool. I Do you find that a lot of people might also associate the TV with eating? Because I find that I have a hard time not like if I'm watching a movie or watching a show, I have to be eating something. And it's, it's oh. very, I actually struggle 
if I'm not eating something like it's painful for me, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I get in that case, like first we try to move into what they are eating and change that into eating something healthy. Like okay. instead of eating chips and stuff, we move it to, well, you need something crunchy. So how about a celery stick or a carrot stick? Ah, so that's okay. still crunchy. So we program it that now they'll crave that. But when they have chips, they get a taste that they don't like. So they move toward car carrots and, you know, anything that they like in those safe areas. Yes. So we do that. So that helps. And then slowly we then work on not having to eat at all while watching. Cool. So I actually know someone who's had major success with hypnosis. Um, it, one of my family friends, he was a smoker and he went to, I think probably, probably about like five or six, like you said, uh, hyp hypnosis sessions. And he like stopped smoking <laughs> and he hasn't Whoa. since. And it's so cool. So I'm just curious if you have any fun success stories. Of course, you don't have to name names or anything, but anything that you would love to share with everyone listening. Yeah, we have a, quite a few, like I've been working on it for quite some times, right? So yeah, we have people like not only for smoking cessation and weight reduction, but my main clients have been for confidence building. Mm. So a, a lot of the time, most men, when they're transitioning from one job to another, they sometimes don't have the confidence. And the men who have come are usually for those things that either either a smoking addiction or confidence building. And women are for confidence building and weight reduction. Wow, so. that's that's very interesting. I mean, I we live in an, in a social media world where everyone is kind of constantly in this comparison mode. And I think it is taking a toll on everyone's confidence. So it's, it's not yeah. really surprising to me to hear that that seems to be across the board, the number one that pe people are coming yeah, to. Yeah. And what we don't realize is all of these are all the time related to one thing, which is stress in right. different forms of stress, but it's still stress. Hmm. And that is what's causing all these other things. So when we move and work with the stress, the other things kind of work its way out and they become then easier to fix. Hmm. So it's like, um, for instance, for confidence and especially in relationships, a lot of men have confidence, uh, lack confidence because they are not able to interact with, a, you know, the opposite sex in a particular way because they are not feeling good about themselves. And that's stressing them out. And where did that come from? Something somewhere in childhood, hmm. right? So we go back to those things, fix that, whatever belief system that they kind of put in their heads, little heads when they were younger and change those programmings. And it's how it's like fascinating to see how it affects in their adult life. And they're able to like, you know, for those as well as I've had clients where youngsters who were for driving tests, they're good drivers otherwise, but the minute they go for uh, driving tests, they become so nervous that they just can't do the simplest tasks properly. Wow. So, yeah. and all that came from confidence issues from way back when, when they, the, he was a kid. Right. So, test anxiety is a real thing though, eh? Like a lot of yeah. people get like super testing anxious. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's so many things that you can apply this to. 
mm-hmm. right? It's not just one. And the another most fascinating stuff that I enjoy doing is past life regression. That's right. That's right. Okay, I please talk about that. this. <laughs> Why I love doing that is that most people come to me um, for past life regression thinking like, oh, they'll have fun. They always come for fun. It is fun, but they always go with some learning and some healing. Cool. So that's the beauty of it, right? So so for people that are listening that don't know much about past life regression, would you just quickly tell them a bit about what it, it is? Well, firstly, um, obviously, when you say past life regression, then you assume that people believe in the fact that you, your soul has had other lives prior to this one. Right. But I don't feel that they need to believe that. It is a name that you have coined. Even if you don't believe in past lives, you can think of it as your imagination, mm-hmm. your internal imagination. And if it's your internal imagination under hypnosis, if it brings up that story, why did it bring up that particular story? There's something about that story that you needed to know and learn from, Ah. right? So for some reason, your subconscious thought this had to come forward. So there is always, you know, good in going there and visiting that in a very safe environment so that you can learn and grow from it. Because the past lives, the way I do it, you go to an event, you go to a past life, if you believe in past life or imagine a past life and see what's happening. You feel the emotions, you see what the person in that life is going through. You, at the end, you are asked also, what did you learn from it? What was it from that life that you can apply to your present life? So you get those pointers when you come back and then you can apply those to your present life and you have a better understanding of your own self and why you react to certain things the way you do. What is it that triggers you and why it triggers you? So you get those understandings and you're able to relate to stuff a lot better. I've had people who have come back from one past life regression and they are a changed person in the sense they hated something. Now they understood why they hated it. So now they don't hate it anymore. Wow. So it's like, wow, like a difference in just two hours. Like that's incredible. That's so cool. And yeah, like you said, it doesn't matter then if someone doesn't believe in past lives because your subconscious is going to tell a story that's going to be relevant for something that you need to know regardless, right? Right. So it doesn't even matter if they don't. It's a pretty cool experience to have just to learn a little bit more about yourself. Exactly. Just be open, open to um, receiving whatever information that you get from your subconscious, right? Cool. Very cool. So how does it work? Do you put them? So is it similar to hypnosis where you put the, your client in a meditation and you kind of walk them through a journey? It is hypnosis, basically. It is. Okay. I assumed it, it was is, similar. It is yeah. definitely hypnosis and you put uh, clients through. I, I do it as a group session as well as one-on-one. Oh. So in a group session, it's a lot cheaper if you've never experienced it before. So you're not paying a whole chunk of money and, you know, getting, oh, what is this, right? Right. So uh, in a group session, the four or six of 
six people. I walk them through a, a relaxation and then we go to a life and then you experience that life. You go, I ask the necessary questions, which are not leading questions, which are basically questions like, okay, what do you see on your left? What do you see on your right? Just prompting them to experience and remember whatever they're seeing. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, I tell them, okay, notice what you're feeling, right? And if you look at your feet, what are you wearing? Are you wearing anything, if at all? What, are, what do your hands look like? Is there anything on them? Like, for instance, glove, jewelry, whatever, right? Mm. So they describe that. I will not say that, oh, is there a tree on your left? That would be prompting. Right, right. Right. So I wouldn't do something like that. I would just ask the questions for them to look around and notice. So in a group session, since they are not speaking, because I can't have all of them speak, um, they are looking at and observing and hopefully remembering, even if they don't remember all of it, they will remember some part of it and snippets of it will come to them when they're sitting idle or doing nothing. They'll remember because once the door is unlocked to that particular um, life, then you will keep getting, you've, you've already visited it. So you'll keep getting the information when you're just sitting and thinking or doing nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're doing a one-on-one, I actually ask the questions and ask the client to report with their voice, what they are seeing and what they are feeling. And I record that. Cool. And then the whole recording goes to them and stays with them. So they can always go back to it anytime because though they are reporting things, but they're, they're experiencing a whole lot more than what they are verbalizing. Right. So when they listen to their own voice, verbalizing it, it triggers those memories again and they remember more of it. Ah, very cool. I've been in a lot of classes that have done like past life regressions or have done meditations that take you into a past life. And, um, I've come out of them thinking, I don't remember what just happened, but it was really cool. So I love that you recorded it or you record your sessions because yeah, I think that, um, when you go so deep, it can be hard to remember, especially if maybe you're not ready to fully deal with the lesson that, you know, well, sometimes, you know, like when you are in deep trance to actually verbalize each and everything yeah. is really difficult because you are in awe of what you are experiencing. Right. Right. Yes. So you may say the briefest possible moment because I'm asking something and it's actually some of some of the clients are irritated by me asking them because they just want to experience it. Right. <laughs> they're in that moment. They don't know how to verbalize. So there are a lot of ums and ahs and long periods of silences. So I have to actually edit the whole thing. So as much time that I've spent two hours with them, I have to spend two hours editing afterwards. Wow. Because Otherwise, it would be really boring for anybody to listen to it. I myself would not because I wouldn't go through the O's and R's and all of that. You just want the gist of the whole thing that where you've actually spoken, right? Wow. So I edit it all and then give it to them. So a two hour session can turn out to be one hour or 45 minute recording, which is really meaningful. Wow, I didn't realize it could be that long. So so you would be in that meditation for about 45 minutes. That's to me, that's like mind blowing. <laughs> uh, longer, longer than 45 minutes. I would say wow. I, I usually book it for two hours because uh, sometimes like a person is 
getting so much information. I don't want to stop it. I want it to continue. Like sometimes when one life we have visited, they're ready to visit another life also. So we'll do two lives. If okay. say one life has not been that um, that long or too much information, it was a very short visit, then we go for a second one too. But nine times out of 10, if it has been a meaningful visit and a long one, they don't want to go for a second visit because they are so overwhelmed by the first one. They just want it over. They just, they're just too tired. And do you come across people that have have like reincarnated multiple times? Because I've heard like just someone, I, I don't know if they were a specialist or what, I can't really remember their title, but I remember someone once saying that they thought that I, I it's weird because they first said that they thought I was an old soul, which is interesting because you would assume that old soul means you've been here a long time. But then they said they thought I was maybe from another like, universe or planet which was really interesting and then they and then they said they didn't think i had many lives on this planet so do you come across a lot of people that have had multiple lives or maybe yeah. had most only- of us have had multiple lives right okay but that's not necessary again that all lives have been here okay and most a lot of them have been here but okay. um most of them uh most of the clients that i come across their lives that we go back to are here on earth. Okay. That's where they've got the learning because this is like earth is more of a learning ground. Hmm. So most of the lives you'll go back to and visit will be on earth unless there is one particular thing that you need to know, which is not from earth, then you may visit that, which did actually happen to me. And it was at a time when I was not very um, open to that kind of thing. And ah. I didn't quite believe in that there could be lives on other plants. Like I could be, you know, living or I have to be just on earth. That was my closed off thinking, right? Right. So I did visit some place for, for my own life. And it is really funny. It was a fellow hypnotist. We were practicing on each other and she was doing it for me. And uh, I visited one and I said like, oh God, this is a sci-fi thing. This is not real. I actually booted myself right out of hypnosis and she was livid. She was saying like, no client has ever done that to me. And you, a fellow hypnotist, have like boot yourself out of hypnosis. Like, and I, I come out and the only thing I said, my hands were ugly. <laughs> oh my God. I still remember bits of, I wish I could, I should, I had stayed and gone, got more information, but I yeah. was there merely a few seconds. And those seconds, I got profound information. Wow. And I've never visited there ever again because I guess the information that I needed, I got, which was to open my eyes to the fact that. I could have had life somewhere other than earth. And that means my clients could have also, right? So I was closed off on that. So I needed to know that and open myself up to that's probably why I visited that. And it was like, and that opened up a lot of avenues and a lot of exploration for me because then I wanted to know, right? And it was like, until then I didn't believe in it. So then it was like, it just changed everything for me. Cool. That's so interesting. Yeah. See, I, I always waver on 
whether I believe or not, it's like, I feel that it is true, but I, I think maybe my logical brain goes, ah, but like, exactly. Yeah. Maybe not. That, that's what was <laughs> happening to me too. Right. So my logical brain wouldn't accept it. And then it was like, and it was proof in the sense I know there is a difference between when you imagine stuff mm-hmm. and when you actually feel stuff in a way that you were part of that. I see. Right. So when you're going through a past life, whether you believe in it or not, there is a difference. Mm -hmm. And only you will know that difference when you experience it, not someone else. Mm -hmm. Ten people may tell you that's your past life. That's not true. When you experience it, you know it because now also when I close my eyes, what I was at a different planet and the way that being felt I can feel it still deep in my heart. That does not happen in imagination. Yeah, I actually know exactly what you're talking about because I I had a dream years ago. I think this is probably like 2016. And I, I think prior to the dream, I had been asking to go into a past life. And I just was very like, I don't know, I don't know. I was playing around with speaking to spirit. Anyways, I had this very vivid dream of me kind of being someone in power in a past life that kind of abused my power and didn't treat people well, which is very interesting. And then a year later, I had gone to a psychic, a medium, and she had described this situation like to a T from what I'd seen in my dream. And she was telling me that this was a past life. And I was just sitting there being like, oh my gosh, that is crazy. (laughs) But I felt in my core that I, that was a past life and it didn't feel like me. And, and, and what's, what was interesting was that she'd said that, um, I had experienced some karma in this life from that life. And the karma was that I was needed. I needed to learn how to treat people with kindness or I needed to be more compassionate. And she said, has that come up in some point in your life? And I said, well, yeah, when I was a kid, I was very much bullied. And I think had I not gone through that experience, I I don't know if I would have been as open hearted at this point in my life, because I think now I accept people more and I'm, you know, I'm just, my purpose in life is really to be more loving, to spread love. And so I think it's connected in that way. And she's like, yeah, it absolutely is. You need to stop punishing yourself because you've already learned that lesson. And it was just, it was very eye-opening to me, but I thought it was so cool um, to have had that dream and to felt in my core, like I don't understand it, but it felt like it was very real. And then just to have some, you know, random psychic. Yeah, you get the confirmation then, right? Yeah. Oh, it was just the coolest experience. So anyways, I just wanted to share because this has (laughs) been so fun. All right. So I would love if you could do a small exercise or something with us to give us a taste of hypnosis or what it is that you do since you're talking about taste we will deal with a taste all right okay perfect. but before i do that i just wanted to go back to one little thing on past lives because you mentioned you tried things a lot of people try getting those past life recordings off of youtube and all and do it which is fine but i would advice that you actually go with any professional who has learned how to do past lives Mm -hmm. because what can happen is you may experience a trauma that happened in the past life and if there is no um, trained professional walking you through it you will bring that trauma back in this life and you don't want that 
Oh, right. Wow. So, uh, but where as a trained professional can see those signs and use the right words to make sure that you experience and learn from that, but you don't bring the trauma back. Hmm. Right. Whoa. So that is essential. And also like in a one-on-one -on -one past life, we also go through the death scenes of like in that life when you died. Mm-hmm right and your soul left the body all that has to be done in a certain way again because you don't want to experience that physically and have that person dying here in this life right so you have to be careful in how you go through that piece so if you're doing on a recording and someone's doing that with you they can't see you they can't absorb you so they can't help you Mm -hmm. right so be mindful of those things it's always better for those instances to go with a professional who can who can view you see you like I do this over zoom as well but I am I make sure that I'm the person is visible I can see their facial expressions okay so then I we are trained to see those expressions and get to know what what's going on behind the scenes and help the person through properly. Okay, great. That's really good okay. that you said that because I bet there's so many people that just do YouTube videos and that could be very da no. dangerous potentially. Yeah, normal like past lives where they're not really going through all that too deep, it's fine, you know, okay. just to get the experience. But if you really want a deeper sense and deeper feeling, deeper learning, always better to go through some professional. Okay, cool. Very okay. Cool. So coming to your little experience, um, I will just request that whoever's listening to just close their eyes and just go with, um, just use your vivid imagination. I'm just going to walk you through a scenario and experience yourself in that scenario. It's just a taste of what happens, but it's not really hypnosis. Um, all right, so what I want you to imagine yourself is that you are in your kitchen and you go into the fridge or wherever you have um, lemon around. So you pick up a lemon, uh, take out your cutting board and your knife. And firstly, you hold the lemon in your hand and just go over the texture of the leather, the shape of the lemon and feel the little bumps on the lemon and get really the feeling of how the lemon is shaped and how it feels like in your palm. Then you put the lemon on the cutting board and slice it into half. And as you're slowly slicing, you see the juice of the lemon coming out and dripping on the board and the board is getting a little wet and you can you can smell the lemon the nice fresh scent of the lemon goes up your nose and wow it's so refreshing and it's so nice and then you look at the lemon and see the juice dripping out and your mouth starts salivating now and you just can't resist you take a little slice and you drip two drops into your mouth and wow tastes sour and nice and well i like sour stuff so yummy for me and now you can open your eyes how did that feel i don't like lemon oh. 
<laughs> so sorry. No, 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 I'm joking. It's um, it's I, I think we're. I, I think I was telling you about how like the sour makes me so uncomfortable, but that like I could feel it. That you could feel it. I'm yeah. so sorry for making you uncomfortable, but I love lemon. I love the sourness. <laughs> I'm one of those who like always goes for sour stuff. You know, it's funny because I really like sour candy, but for some reason with lemon, I'm like, but I do like, it's not that I don't like it. And I'm sorry, I don't want you to think that you made me uncomfortable. You definitely did not. Um, It's a fun experience overall. Um, No, just for some reason with lemon, I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. Like whenever I have a slice in like, I don't know if I'm going to have it in a drink or something, I just always seize up a little bit. So I definitely experienced that. If you want, then we can try a different exercise, which is more physical in nature. If your game for that oh yes let's do it okay so what i want you to do is have your two fingers like this like how how can i explain it on a podcast okay you have your hands in a fist okay and put it together okay and hold put your first fingers up straight okay okay and now close your eyes and imagine that on around those two fingers you've put a rubber band and now you're going to make that rubber band tighter and tighter and tighter it you can actually feel the strain of the rubber band on your fingers moving your fingers it goes tighter and tighter and it gets closer and closer and it feels like Oh, it's stretching on, you know, your the rubber band is stretching and your fingers are feeling the pressure and it's tighter and tighter. And now you can open your eyes and look at your fingers. Well, wow. how have they moved? Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> they have. Oh, that was really cool as well. Yes, I, I felt like the resistance in my hand. Very yeah. cool. So it's basically both these exercises show you that how your mind is so powerful mm-hmm. in just when you let someone else guide you and you don't have inhibitions and when you get guided by that, how it reacts and even your body reacts to that, right? Mm. Your body is reacting. You actually moved the fingers. There was no physical rubber band around you. No. So it also shows that those are the resistances we have created subconsciously in our lives too. And maybe there are certain rubber bands we need to remove so that you can go back to your original and do well, right? So it's just mind over matter with hypnosis. And one thing I would like to make clear to your audience that under hypnosis, you are never ever going to tell me all your secrets. Right. Okay. That does not. That's again a Hollywood version. Uh, yes. It does not happen. You only tell a hypnotist those things that you feel will help them help you better. Okay. Interesting. Right. You don't divulge all deep dark secrets. Hmm. And even if you did, there is client confidentiality in place with professionals and whatever you tell a hypnotist just stays there. And we are not here to judge you. We are here to help you. Right. We, in fact, feel the only way we judge you is we feel that you are remarkable for taking the first step, recognizing that you need help and you've come to fix it. Right. And we value that much more than anything else. So. 
if you've come to fix it, you're already doing things in the right direction. Right. You're already so, working. You know, you're it. already doing things in the right direction. And for that, we we judge you in the sense like, yay, you right. have, you know, you figured it out and you're fixing it. There's so many others who are not even bothered about fixing it and helping themselves. Right. So that way you're we value you more in that sense. So don't think about judgment. We don't judge. Our profession is there to help you get to where you need to be and do that for your client. Unless, of course, you've gone and killed someone, I'm not obliged to go to the police and tell them anything. So please. And another thing, a hypnotist can make you chuck like a chicken only if you want to. Ah, No hypnotist can ever do anything against your wishes. Interesting. So you it's all about your choice it's you choosing to follow directions it's you choosing to let go of the control that you have over yourself and you know not releasing that control so someone can help you mm-hmm. so it's your choice you have taken the choice to come to a hypnotist for help then you need to make the choice to follow the directions of the hypnotist that can assist you so you make the choice to do that, right? And you go through the trance state. But if you choose not to follow the directions, then you will not go into hypnosis. I see. Okay. It's as simple as that. Anyone who can follow simple directions can be hypnotized. Those who claim cannot be hypnotized is because they choose not to follow the directions. They are kind of control freaks and they, are, they have the fear of letting go. Sure. And they're just not open-minded in this sense. Yeah. Um, but there yeah. are ways we can work through with them also, but mm-hmm. they I call are difficult. They have, that is why when someone comes for a particular change to us, we want to talk to them first, at least for half an hour, 45 minutes, just a consultation call to mm-hmm. get to know that, do they really want the change? Is it they wanting it or is it because a family member or someone close to them wants it? So they are forced to come, but they really don't want to change. Right. Like a smoker who really likes smoking, doesn't really want to quit, but the family or girlfriend or partner wants them to quit. And that is why they've come. I will not be able to help them. Right. You can't help because someone they, that they won't help themselves. They will not follow directions. They, right. will, they will waste their time and money. And it will be like, you know, and eventually they'll go and say that, oh, hypnosis never helped me. It's because they chose not to follow directions. Okay. That makes sense. Right. Okay. Very cool. Oh my goodness. This is so interesting. Thank you so much for doing this with me. This has been so, so fun. And before we wrap up everything, I would really love if you could tell everyone where they could find you, how they could book an appointment with you and yeah, social media, if you have that. Sure. Um, my company name is Holistic Life Solutions, and uh, my website is quite simple: www.holisticlifesolutions.ca. Okay. So I can be reached through that. Um, same thing. Whether you go on Instagram, I'm not very big on Instagram and Twitter, but I have a Facebook page also, Holistic Life Solutions. So you can find me there as well. Okay. So those are some ways. Email is simple nisreen at holisticlifesolutions.ca. Nisreen. Okay, wonderful. 
Well, Nisreen, this has been so, so fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You're such an interesting guest because you just, you have such a unique career that I think so many people would benefit from this. Um, I just think it is, it's awesome what you do. And I love that you shared your purpose and I love that you want many people around the world to become Reiki practitioners so that we can all help each other. I just think that's beautiful. So thank you for coming on the show today. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to learn so much from this episode. So um, I love that you were able to share some wisdom with us today. So thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. As always, I'm sending you so much love, light, and motivation to go and slay at your goals. Namaste. 